Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Peak Northwest, an outdoors and travel podcast by The Oregonian and Oregon Live, dedicated to the adventure and exploration of our beautiful Pacific Northwest. I'm Jamie Hale. And I'm Vicki Connor. Together, we take you to some of the most beautiful and interesting destinations in our region, discussing where to go, what to do, and places to see. And today, we're grabbing a seat on the train and heading up to one of the biggest cities in the Pacific Northwest. Vicky, I don't know if this qualifies as a hot take here in Portland, but I love to take a weekend trip up to Seattle, and I especially love to do that by train. I can say that that is definitely a hot take as Come we on. sit here in Portland. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> and not on the train aspect. I love a train ride, but Seattle cannot say that I've had an amazing trip to Seattle. Uh, So, you know, maybe you can convince me otherwise in this episode. Seattle gets a lot of hate from from Portlanders. I don't know if it's just because I grew up partially living in Washington as a kid in Vancouver, Washington, just across the river from Portland. But like, even there, there's more love for Seattle than there is in Portland. It feels like Portlanders have this like visceral dislike of Seattle as a city. And I don't get it. I, you know, I get that, like, I love Portland more. That's my hometown. I love it here. I prefer this city over Seattle. I'm not trying to, like, move to Seattle personally. People do it. That's mm-hmm. fine. But I love to visit Seattle. It's, like, such a good weekend destination. There's such, there's, like, good restaurants. There's really interesting, like, you know, places to see, attractions, nature. Um, you can get the ferry and go to other places. But, like, I, I, I think going to Seattle by train specifically without a car, um, I, for me personally, it forces me into this different way of exploring the city that is smaller, it's more intimate, and sort of gets me more into it. And out of traffic, which is honestly my least favorite thing about Seattle is driving around uh-huh. in it. So Vicky, you, you visited Seattle, you didn't like it. What were the reasons you didn't like it? You know, one of my closest friends used to live up there, and so I would sometimes make the drive up there. I've not taken the train yet, but um, making that drive up there, you know, right off the bat, you're hitting traffic, not starting the trip off to a great start, already in that mindset of like, oh, this is going to be a haul to even just get up there. Um, But I think more than anything, you know, living in Portland, I'm here because I like the quaintness of it. And so maybe it's just being in like so much of a bigger city that that charm is not there for me. Um, But yeah, maybe I'm just not seeing the right stuff when I'm there. (laughs) It's it being so close to Portland. I wonder if it's like, there's this idea of like, it's like Portland, but it's not. And and there's like this natural (laughs) comparison between the two. Which I don't know. I don't know. It's like I don't go to New York and, and compare it to Portland all the time because it's New York. It's totally different. Or even San Francisco, or even LA. Like um, they're they're their own 
places and their own thing. Seattle being so mm-hmm. close, sort of the next closest big city and being like the sort of, you know, big sister city to Portland, there's that natural, you know, inclination to want to compare the two. But I'm here to try to convince you <laughs> to go okay. to Seattle, to enjoy it. And I, I think step number one, avoiding the car, avoiding the traffic, getting a seat on the train. Yes. Good thing this whole episode is about <laughs> taking the train to Seattle. Okay. So let's let's get into the details because you just went you know, this past weekend uh, and took mm-hmm. the train to Seattle. Um, so a few details about the train. How far in advance did you have to book your, book your ticket? Is this something you can do kind of last minute? And uh, what does it look like? Definitely. It, it's very, very easy to do it last minute. You know, before we started recording, I was looking up tickets for this weekend. It's a Tuesday, you know, looking for tickets on a Friday, definitely easily available. Tickets are pretty cheap. You're going to be looking at, you know, anywhere from like 27 to like $66, depending on the time of day, the day of week. I just ended up paying somewhere around $30, $40 for a ticket. Um, It takes about three and a half hours to get from Portland, Union, Union Station in Portland to King Street Station in Seattle. Obviously, that varies depending on delays. Um, that sort of thing. But the great thing is like, you know, if you're on a train and it's delayed for an hour, like it was when we went up to Seattle this last weekend, I hardly noticed the train is going a little slow. And I was like, huh, the train's going a little slow. And I went back to the book I was reading. If you're in a car and there's an hour long delay, it's a nightmare. It's an absolute nightmare. Or if you're on a plane and you're stuck on the tarmac for an hour, oh my God, it's like the worst thing that can possibly happen. The train, no big deal. Unless you have like a pressing time you need to be there by, don't worry about it. Um, You just get to sit in this cool little seat and stare out at the forest or the lake or whatever. Um, So really not a bad ride at all. Um, In my experience, usually get there on time. Um, It's not usually a big delay uh, issue, but um, really kind of cozy experience. So there's two different trains that uh, Amtrak runs between Portland and Seattle. There's the Amtrak Cascades, and there's the Coast Starlight. If you're going from Portland, Seattle, most likely you're going to be on the Amtrak Cascades. Um, that's sort of like the more, uh, it, it's the shorter train. It's sort of the more like, you know, European style commuter train. Uh, simpler, just a bunch of cars with seats. Um, it runs just between uh, Eugene and Vancouver, BC. Um, the coast starlight is like this, the big long train that runs all the way down to LA runs from LA to Seattle. It's, you know, it's got sleeper cars. It's got like those view, those viewing cars where you can sit and look at the scenery. Um, if you're going to be doing a trip down to California, you definitely want to get that coast starlight train. It's beautiful. Go to Seattle. Doesn't really matter. Get a, get a train and whatever car is easier. Probably gonna be the cascades, pay your 30, 40 bucks and make it up there. Piece of cake. No big deal. And that's 30, 40 bucks one way or round trip? One way, right. So a round trip ticket, you're looking to pay more like, you know, anywhere between say, you know, 60 and a hundred dollars. Gotcha. Per person. Gotcha. Um, st- way cheaper than a plane ticket. Um, you know, depending on how you go a lot, it could be cheaper than gas if it's just for you for one person. Um, but arguably, you know, a pretty fair price to pay for convenience. For sure. And so what day of the week did you leave and how many different departures could you choose from departure times? We left on a Thursday. 
Um, and I want to say there were like four or five different departure times. Um, there are quite a few. There's one very early in the morning, like 630. Not for us. I'm not into that. <laughs> um, you know, and there's, they're sort of staggered throughout the day. Uh, we left at about, I want to say about two o'clock um, in the afternoon and got into Seattle. Like I said, the train was delayed. We got in around 630 or so. Um, normally that would have been about 530, um, give or take. And, uh, you know, got into Seattle, King street station, um, just in time for dinner. You know, our friends who live in town, uh, picked us up, took us straight to dinner. Also, we've done it before we've taken the bus from the train station to their apartment. Mm -hmm. Very easy to do. Um, cause that's the thing. I, mean, I think people think like, you know, taking a train to a city like Seattle, it's like, what, how am I going to get around? If I don't have my car, how am I going to be able to get places? Public transportation is great. Um, Seattle's got a great bus system. I've never had any issues with it. Um, very easy to bus around. You get, you know, the, the app on your phone um, and you can take the bus all day. Um, as long as you're staying sort of in the in the city and you're not trying to go like out the San Juan Islands or something, you could do that too. You know, a little more adventurous. It's, it's really not, a, not an issue at all. Amazing. So they picked you up. It was in time for dinner. In time for dinner. What did what did you get for dinner? So uh, they picked us up at the train station, and we went to an Italian restaurant. I have to be honest; I don't remember what it was called. It was, I think, good to fine. My problem is that um, I started going to Pasificio de Oro in Portland, and I think it's the best Italian restaurant I've ever been to. And I, I like it's ruined me on like fresh pasta because nothing's going to be as good as that. Um, uh, but it was good. It was nice. <laughs> Another point for Portland uh, as I keep track. <laughs> Hang on. Wait for it. We got, we got more here. Um, because I, I do feel like the food scene in Seattle is good. I mean, I, I've got a bias toward Portland, obviously. Yeah. I think yeah. Portland's got one of the best food scenes in the country, if not the world. Maybe that's too hot to take. I don't know. I love Portland's food scene. But Seattle, I've had a lot of really, really good food in Seattle. Um, so these are some friends that we have who live in the Fremont neighborhood. So we've been a lot of places in Fremont. Um, mm -hmm. we've, we've been up there three or four times now, I want to say, and, uh, been able to go to a few different places. Uh, one of our favorites is a spot called Maiden House, um, that does like, we, we eat sort of like a Korean brunch there. Um, and they do like this Kim, this like crispy kimchi pancake. I really like a lot. And, um, I want to say it's like a like a crispy kale also, like as part of like these Ooh. like bento boxes they do. And there's, I know crispy kale is not always like the thing you think of, but something about it is the best thing you like I've ever had in my life, <laughs> you know? Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's just, I don't know why, but it's just so, 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 so good. Um, and there's a spot down there too uh, called Milstead & Co. Um, it's a coffee place and they do like fancy Seattle coffee. Um, that they all they do it all AeroPress, and I'm not like a huge AeroPress head or anything like that. But um, something about the coffee is just so so good. Like I, you know, I just sit down there and drink a cup of like black coffee that's like some sort of single origin Colombian AeroPress, so fancy, and I love it. Mm. I just they've got like you know a lot, all the windows and the plants and stuff like that. Um, just so so good. But, um, I mean, I don't know, just, I've just hang, hung out primarily in this one neighborhood and found just so many places to eat that I have to believe there's so many other neighborhoods with so many other good places to eat. Yep. Okay. So 
you stayed in the Fremont neighborhood. Yeah. You had a few meals here that we've talked about. What else did you get into while you were there? Yeah. Well, so we, like we came in Thursday night and then on Friday, um, our friends both were working. And so, you know, we, we decided to go do some of the more touristy things that I've done, but my partner Sadie had not done before. Um, when we've gone to visit it before, her and her friend were doing um, a performance art show together. And so they were always in rehearsals. But so like Sadie never got to see like, you know, the big stuff in Seattle. So we went down and checked out, what I think is, is maybe the best tourist attraction in town, um, not the Space Needle, but the Chihuly Garden and Glass Museum at the base of the Space Needle. And this yes. is, I feel like Chihuly is one of these rare, like, super busy tourist destinations that is legitimately good and worth the money. It's like $35 for admission, which is a little steep, but it's so cool and interesting and unlike anything else you're going to see. I, I do enjoy this one. Um, were you able to see the the demonstration of the glass blowing as well while you were there? A little bit, a little bit. We, we kind of came in just at the very tail end of the demo. Um, but I mean, it's so cool that they do that. So, I mean, for folks who don't know about this, this is Dale Chihuly, the famous glass artist who's got works all over the world. And this is like his museum. So it's all like his stuff, but it's like the, some of the most interesting, intricate, you know, big glass art, um, unlike any other glass art that I've ever seen. I mean, this, this guy is just a master of the craft and him and his team have put together these beautiful, beautiful pieces. Um, and it's a smaller museum. You know, you can walk through in like 45 minutes or you can sit down and stare at stuff and take a couple hours. Um, but it's got this cool indoor outdoor feature with just these crazy glass pieces everywhere. And like I said, it's right at the base of the Space Needle. I, I might take in the Space Needle as it's cool to look at from outside. No need to go up in it. It's not worth it. Um, if it's your first time, I think you got to go up into the Space Needle. <laughs> I don't know. You, you go up into the Space Needle to see what? Just a view of the city? Like the Space Needle itself is cool. Like, you know, I don't know. I think yeah. it's really, but really the thing to not do is eat at the restaurant inside the Space Needle. That was one that looked like, I was like, this is very fancy, very fancy. I don't know that I like, I don't know. When I think of um, going to a tourist attraction, I think of a little like food or snack bar at the top or whatnot. But I was kind of taken aback by how fancy that this restaurant was at the top. The quality of food to price ratio is so off, it's it's downright criminal. And I get that like the appeal of being up in the space needle eating is like very cool, but like those prices are not right. They shouldn't they shouldn't <laughs> be able to charge prices that high for food like that. Come on. Um you might as well just, you know, I don't know, go literally anywhere else. Go literally anywhere else. Um so anyway, but we didn't do any of that. We went to Chihuly. Um, kind of later in the day, we slept in, went to Chihuly, had walked around. And then um, from there, walked out to the Olympic Sculpture Park, which I love. This is like, a, a, you know, one of my my two go-to attractions in this part of Seattle. Um, it's a, right along the water, a short walk from Chihuly in that Space Needle area. Um, you can get to the Sculpture Park and there's a bunch of just like cool, big outside sculptures on the waterfront. Um, you know, not much more to say about it than that. They're just very fun and cool. And it's a really nice walk. So if you're looking to take a little walk with somebody or just by yourself and get a view of the water, maybe the weather's nice. Um, you see some really cool outside art as well. 
That sounds like such a peaceful walk. Did you do this kind of just like mid-afternoon or at sunset? It was like um, late afternoon as the sun was starting to go down. Um, it, it started to get a bit brisk um, right at that moment. So we yeah. didn't do the full thing. We you know, turned around and caught a bus to go back to our friend's apartment. Um, but you know, you can keep walking for a long time there. It's just a really, really nice spot. And in, in the summertime, I imagine people laying out in the grass, um, walking down to the water, uh, doing all that kind of stuff. It's, it's a really, really great spot. Oh, okay. And then where did you head to after that? Well, we just went back to their place and we went to go get some dinner after that. Um, so again, back in the food scene, we, um, went to a place called, I don't know if I'm going to pronounce this right, but like Livebud, L-I-V-B-U-D. Um, it's a newer restaurant. It's literally across the street from their apartment. Um, and it was quite good. Um, we got like, uh, some sort of like squash in a couple of ways. Um, we got like this roasted squash with like these like real sort of wintry spices. It was really nice and warming along with some like, Mm. uh, black pepper, turmeric, uh, kombucha, (laughs) you know, they had like all kinds of different kombuchas on tap, um, and different kinds of ginger beer. And of course a great beer and wine list as well. Um, we got some others, this like sweet butternut squash, um, like w- with crackers, you can sort of build a board of stuff there. And so you've got a bunch of different things, got it on a board, really lovely, really enjoyed that. Do you find that the options are for, uh, vegetarians are as plentiful as in Portland? Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, it's, you know, I mean, Portland was just named like one of the best vegan cities in the world or something. Um, in Seattle, was not presumably, but, um, eating vegetarian, I found it very easy to do And everywhere we go, there's, there's options. Um, certainly not a problem at all, but also like Portland, a ton of great options for meat eaters too. Okay. And so what day was this? This, <laughs> I'm already losing track. This was Friday. Yeah. That was Friday. Saturday. That was Friday. Friday oh my night. gosh. Yeah. And uh, that was kind of like our big outing for Friday. Um, you know, we, we kind of just hung out at their place Friday night. And on Saturday, um, again, we were just kind of, we kind of having a, wanted to have a chill trip. We want to go do some things, but also just kind of relax and hang out with them. But they live right next to um, a bakery called Seawolf Bakery, mm-hmm. which is, it's got to be the best bakery in Seattle. Um, it's, it's one of the best bakeries I've been to in this region. It's so good. Wow. Um, just, I mean, sweet, the savory. The focaccias, the the you know lye rolls, they have everything, um, and it's just so so good. Um, and so I picked up a few pastries for us in the morning and went around the corner to this place called Old Salt, um, which is a, they do like you know a restaurant by night, but by morning they have like bagels, and got mm. some really really good black sesame bagels. Um, I was just so into. You know, I don't, something about, something about it reminded me, you know, almost, not quite, but almost of those, those East coast bagels that you can't find out here. Mm. It was like in that direction in a way that I, I rarely see. So some great bagels, some great pastries. Um, It's a great one, two punch. If you're in that neighborhood, those two establishments side by side in the Fremont neighborhood are just so good. Wow. Now I'm craving an East coast bagel. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's, you know, 
this trip, like I said, was a bit more laid back before I I've, I've done a lot of, um, a lot more exploring in this area on my own. Like I said, you know, Sadie and her friend were in rehearsals a lot of times and I would just go up there and spend the day wandering the city on my own. Um, while everyone else was at work in rehearsals and I, I found it really, not only really easy, but really, really great to see a lot of like trails and outdoor attractions in the city. Obviously, we were talking about museums in Chihuly and stuff. There's so many good museums in Seattle. So if you're going in the wintertime, you know, of course, there's the Mopop Museum. There's a Seattle Art Museum. There's the Fry Museum. Um, you know, there's a pinball museum where you can play a bunch of pinball machi- mu- machines. I think museums may be a little misused in that, in that, but like there's a bunch of, it's like a room full of pinball machines you can play. Um, a lot of really cool stuff. But when the weather is nicer, I love to like, you know, grab a bus or take a walk down to, to all these different little parks that are along like Lake Union or, you know, along the, the Puget Sound. So many good spots to go. Washington Park Arboretum is a really good one. Uh, Volunteer mm-hmm. Park is another good one. Discovery Park. I mean, you can sort of walk from like University of Washington down through Washington Park to the Seattle Japanese Garden and like over to the Seattle Art Museum and Volunteer Park. And that's like a whole day of walking, but you're walking alongside like forested trails and waterfront trails and city and like there's taco shops in the way. And like, I found like a cookie shop randomly. Um, It's like that discovering a new city by foot, by bus. I, I feel like when you're in a car, I don't know when I'm in a car, I don't do that as much. I drive from point A to point B. I find the spots I want to go to and I just drive there. But when I'm forced to sort of walk around, uh, and bus around, I can find all kinds of stuff and yeah. get a sense more of like the, the the flavor of the city. Pop into small vintage stores or record shops. I love doing that. And when you do that, you, I kind of find, at least for me, like I get to know Seattle better. It's not just the frustration of figuring out that crazy five-way intersection that doesn't make sense or like sitting in traffic on I-5, just wanting to like, you know, shake the steering wheel off of the car. It's... It, it's so much more relaxing to sort of take all of that out of the picture and just enjoy the exploration. Absolutely. I feel like traffic can really, really break an entire trip and tear it into pieces. You'll not have fun (laughs) consistently sitting in traffic. Have you biked around Seattle at all? No, as a famously non-bicycle person, I have not done it. I, I know that people do. Um, it's a thing you can do. I, I, I can't speak personally to how bike friendly Seattle is. I, I believe it's fairly bike friendly because people do it. Um, but I, I, I can't speak to that personally. I feel like the one other thing that makes me hesitant about Seattle is that I do feel like it's more expensive than Portland, even down to like the food or bakery prices. Did you find that was the case in your most recent trip? In, in some cases, I found that some restaurants seemed a little pricey. Um, you know, maybe at the bakery, I, I, it's, I'm not really, it wasn't so noticeable that I was like, oh my God. Um, but I did remember mm-hmm. thinking like the getting a bill at the end of dinner and being like, well, I'm on vacation. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Uh, this is coming from my travel fund. Um, not from <laughs> my regular bank account. So, you know, I don't know. I think that's, you know, you are going to a bigger city, a more metropolitan city. I, I feel like I expect that. Um, and while I do feel like I can get food just as good, if not often better in Portland, um, 
that's not the point. You know, the point is that it, I'm trying something new. I'm, I'm in a different place um, and getting to see friends and, and people that we love. So uh, for me, it was worth it. But, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I don't know that that's necessarily such a compelling reason to not go to Seattle. It seems like, you know, a, a, a one of many excuses that people use to not go is people will be like, Seattle's mm. too expensive. I'm not going to go there. And then they'll like get on a plane and fly to Lisbon or something, you know, like. <laughs> but that's Lisbon. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Seattle's not Lisbon. But you know what I'm saying, though? People, like, I feel like it's there's there's like some sort of like spiritual distaste for Seattle that comes from Portland that is beyond just like the prices or the traffic or, you know, whatever the case may be. There's something about it. Mm. It's su- it's got such like little sibling vibes to me to be like, oh, Seattle, mm. of course, Seattle, you know, um, you know, oh, they've got all their like, you know, big sports stadiums and, you know, oh, everyone flies into Seattle. You know, it's got like this kind of thing, but like, yeah, sure. It's a bigger city. How would you describe the culture of Seattle? I mean, I think it's, it is very similar to Portland. And here I go comparing Portland to Seattle when describing it. <laughs> um, but it's, um, I think, pretty, I find it pretty chill, pretty laid back. Um, you know, perhaps a, 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 little, a little rigid, if that makes sense. But not in a way that mm-hmm. means like that, that makes it like stuff you're not fun. Um, you know, like the, the buildings are taller, right? And like you said, the, the food's a little more expensive. Um, but I think it's still a, a very sort of laid back place. Um, that kind of, you know, 90s grunge mentality is, is certainly not so prevalent these days. It's obviously mm-hmm. a very gentrified place. Um, but, um, you know, it, it's, it's that, that is sort of part of the, the city's ethos as well sort of that old working class city. But um, I don't know. It, it's, it's still a city that's, that's sitting there on the Puget Sound in a beautiful location surrounded by mountains and trees and, you know, volcanoes. And so I think it still has a lot of that kind of influence to it as well. And I'm interested to know what Sadie's impression was uh, getting to see a bit more and spend a little bit more time in Seattle outside of like her performance work. Yeah. I mean, she, she really enjoyed Chihuly. Um, I'll say that. And the sculpture park as well. And we're, we always love all the restaurants we go to. I mean, that's p- part of what we go to when we go into Seattle is, is checking out the food scene. Um, but yeah, I mean, she, she really seemed to enjoy it. Um, you know, I, we, we never have any complaints about, about Seattle. And while we're always sort of like, you know, come away feeling like, oh, we're, we're glad we live in Portland. Um, we prefer this city um, to live in. It's always fun to go there. And it's always interesting to go there. Like I always see something different and I always have a different kind of experience. Um, like I'm a person, I like to go to, whether it's a, a small town or a big city, whether it's like Lisbon or it's like Grants Pass, I love to go around and see it and and see the people, see the culture and the community and the restaurants and the coffee shops, the museums. And Seattle's like this big playground that we have where there's all this stuff to see. And I, I hate to write off a place because of like a perceived vibe or even a vibe that is experienced um, when there's like so much to see and experience there. Mm. Um, the stuff that we did in this trip, very minimal, 
Chihuly, a couple restaurants, a sculpture park. That's like, you know, the very least you could do in Seattle. Um, but I mean, you could spend literally an entire day at Mopop Museum, uh, Museum of Pop Culture. You know, you, you could just do that. Um, or you could, you know, just do, you know, the the coastline in Seattle. Or you could take some ferries over and see, like, you know, the various islands. You could go up to Whidbey Island. You could go up to uh, Port Townsend. Um, I mean, you could do all kinds of fun stuff. And I, I, I just think it's, it's worth exploring. I will say, because Seattle, like, if it was maybe even an hour further away, I would be even less inclined to go to Seattle. <laughs> but the fact that, um, you know, by train, what did you say in total? It was like, th- was it three hours, three or four three, hours? Yeah, three and a half hours is, is a, a typical hours. train time. Yeah, that proximity, even if you're not 100% keen on going there, still to have that as an option as a getaway and to experience a larger city is very nice. Also, the proximity to some great nature and adventure from Seattle out to the mountains is awesome as well. I've gone on so many amazing hikes in Washington um, where Seattle is our starting point. And Mm -hmm. some of them have been standout highlights since moving to the region. It sounds like maybe you've not done as much like Seattle exploring in the city. I have. I have. <laughs> <laughs> you have. I have as well. Like I I would say I, I prioritize like, you know, day one we're going out and hiking, day two, chill day in the city. But you know, I, I can definitely explore your list, Jamie. I'm not saying I'm never going back to Seattle ever again. I will return <laughs> at some point. The best I can hope for. <laughs> yes. Also, like this, uh, I think the last time I was there was uh, I went to the Beyonce concert uh, for work, surprisingly, and uh, that was a very quick trip. Um, unfortunately, I feel like I, my Airbnb was kind of further away from uh, from accessing other parts of Seattle. Also, I didn't take the train, so maybe that's the secret sauce. I take the train and I'm just going to fall in love with Seattle. <laughs> I really do honestly think that's the secret sauce. There's something about the train that unlocks a different way of exploring Seattle. Yeah. You don't have to ex- navigate those roads. I hate driving in Seattle. I hate it. I hate driving to Seattle. I hate driving in Seattle. Yeah. I always get lost. Something crazy happens. <laughs> I sit an hour in traffic. It's the worst. You know, one of these visits we took to see our friends there, we had to drive. And I was like, ah, but do we have to? <laughs> <laughs> must we because it was so much less enjoyable because i it was in driving everywhere but like yeah not having a car so much better as long as you're staying in the city and you don't need to like go up to you know um crystal mountain or whatever mm-hmm. um then you can really have such a nice time yeah. not worrying about it go by yeah. train vicky yeah i mean i <laughs> If they uh, allowed dogs on trains, that would be even better. But uh, oh boy, I don't know about that. (laughs) I got to have my dog with me. I'm going to Google it right now. Um, Okay, if if your dog is up to 20 pounds, it's welcome. It's welcome on trips up to seven or more, seven hours or more on most routes. Well, there you go. Bring your tiny poodle. And how how much does Stella weigh? She weighs. I don't know how much dogs weigh. So you weigh 20 pounds? Tell weighs 65 pounds. Oh, geez. Oh, boy. Okay. Well, sorry. It's not a trip for Stella. <laughs> well, uh, 
Good good chat here. Great. Did <laughs> not great convince breakdown. you well, at all. <laughs> the thing is, I will. I Nick and I do plan on going to Seattle by train because of his latest job. So it will be happening in the near future. I will go into it with an open mind and perhaps hit up some of these places, uh, especially made in house for that. Uh, yeah. With the the crispiness that you just described. (laughs) They got all kinds of great stuff there. And that neighborhood that it's in is so cute to walk around and there's a bunch of great stuff there. Mm. And Vicky, while we're talking about, about, so I know I, I I feel like we we breezed over the sweet treats aspect and I know you Uh, love a sweet treat. Oh yeah. So in that area, check out paper cake shop. Okay. Um, I had this like Ube mocha cake. That was outrageously oh, good. Outrageously good. Um, go with a friend, order like three pieces of cake and some chai <laughs> and just hang out and sample cakes. It's uh, it, it's outrageous. That Absolutely outrageous. Delicious. I am a fan of ube pretty much anything, so <laughs> that will definitely be on the list. I'm, I'm so glad to be making lists here and I'm. we'll see. Uh, talk to me when you come back from the, your next to <laughs> Seattle. And we'll see. I, I hopefully, I'm hoping your your tune might be changed a little bit. But if not, I, I can accept that. I can live with it. Sounds good. We'll debrief after that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, folks, that will do it for today. Until next time, you can watch our videos on the Oregonians YouTube channel and view all of our travel and outdoors coverage on OregonLive.com/travel, as well as HereIsOregon.com. Please leave us a rating or review if you enjoy the show. And if you want to support this podcast and our local journalism, please consider a subscription to Oregon Live. You can find details at OregonLive.com slash pod support. Also, if you're a fan of the show and you're interested in potentially sponsoring it, you can get in touch with our marketing people at advertise at Oregonian.com. This episode of the show is produced by me, Vicki Connor, alongside Jamie Hale. Stay safe and happy travels, everyone. Until next time, we leave you with this 10 seconds of Zen. <laughs>